Howdy partners, welcome back to the Idiotomatic Podcast. I'm your host, Aotomatic, a.k.a. Hard R. Robert. Hope all my daddies out there had a good Father's Day weekend. I did, thanks for asking. Went to the pool with my mom, my dad, my brother. Had a couple beers, enjoyed the sunshine. Decided to do a belly flop contest with my brother. I won. I still have a headache. I decided one, I, I jumped as high as I could. Jumped as high as I could, put one hand behind my head, grabbed my ankles with the other, pulled back and just fucking smacked it. Just fucking smacked it. My entire torso just feels like one big bruise. Not good. But a good weekend overall. Hope y'all enjoyed the same. First and foremost, I want to address my most recent podcast. Me and Nick went to the battery before the Braves game, got a little tipsy, started talking shit. We were like, this is funny. We should record this. So we did. And it was a couple of very truthful, nonfiction, candid horror stories that all the boys loved because they can relate. Surprisingly, not a hit with the ladies. Got some serious backlash from that one. My roommate's home. <laughs> but I want to I want to address that and say I am not the fucking asshole in this situation. I may have been a little tipsy, sounded like a butthead. But I want to talk about that. I want to I want to apologize for calling the girl quote fat as shit. Right? I was embellishing Although she was much heavier than I prefer, I, I'm not an asshole for just being observant. She was objectively heavier. And in a feminist world where you're not allowed to fat shame people, those people go and get heart disease and die. I, didn't, I don't want that to happen to her. I want her to live a long, happy, healthy life. And that doesn't happen if you can't be truthful about it. I want, I want all my female friends and listeners to flip the script. I want you to put yourself in my shoes. So say you say, okay, let's tell it this way. I'm the girl and I'm telling two horror stories, right? I'm a girl telling horror stories about a couple of dudes that I met on dating apps. So I show up to one. The guy's nice. He's handsome. We have a good time. We start with the playful banter where I say something about the the Auburn Tigers that he doesn't like. He ends up kicking me in the face about it. At the end of that date, the dude goes to jail. Like I, more likely than not, that dude goes to fucking jail. 
Am I a bitch for telling that story? Hmm. Probably not. Say I'm going on a date with a, a Bumble person. And I show up and they are fat. They're drunk. They're screaming. I'm automatically not attracted to that dude. But I go on a date with him instead. Because I don't want to seem like a bitch. He continues to get drunker, continues to get louder, and then proceeds to invite his roommates to our date. They have herpes. They're drunk, blowing cigarette smoke in my face. Am I a bitch for noticing that and telling that story? I don't think so. Probably not. Put yourself in my shoes. I don't think I would get nearly as much backlash as I would have gotten telling the story by one side, telling the story from a different side. Am I, am I a bad guy for being very forward about who I am physically? My ears are big. My nose is huge. My body, I'm built like one of those fucking aliens and men in black that are in the break room spilling coffee everywhere skinny as shit, but I got this little tiny gut where you can, where you can see that there's a, a little gut protruding, but you can still see my rib cage. I'm no Greek God, but at least I'm honest about it. I'm not hiding behind my friends in my fucking dating profile. I'm not posting pictures from five years ago when I was much more physically attractive. And if a girl has a problem with that, I don't have a problem with her making a podcast about it. Put yourself in my shoes. These are two horror stories. But I apologize for sounding like an asshole when I told them. I'm normally unapologetically truthful. I might have a touch of Asperger's. I don't know. But I wanted to address that. I don't think I'm the asshole in this situation. But that being said, moving forward, I'm going to try my best not to talk shit about women on this podcast. Except for one. I'm going to talk shit about one woman. Becca Kufrin. Let's jump into that. Let's get into our Tuesday afternoon lunchtime bachelorette party. So last night's episode, Becca takes all the guys to Utah, where polygamy is still a thing. Did a lot of white people shit. Did a little lumberjacking competition, went snowmobiling. They went bobsledding. They took, they had a chance to continue with this trend of star power that they did with Lil John, Donald Trump. They had a chance to bring on the cast of Cool Runnings, except for John Candy, God rest his soul. But instead, they brought on two silver medalist women bobsledders from the early 2000s to come on and teach Becca and Garrett how to be the first to lose. But while you're losing, you can still win by finding love. These ladies were on the same bobsled team. 
they were like, these Olympic uh, villages are just like jungles of STDs, just a hotbed for sexually transmitted diseases. They're like, fuck that. Let's keep it in the family. We're going to be lesbians now. They fall in love. They get married. Live happily ever after. So I'm hoping that while Becca and Garrett were traveling 70 miles an hour down a, de- a ice death chute, that they you know, really got to know each other, had some deep soul-searching conversations. They went to go see some generic, no-name country artist that you know somebody's promoter got him on the show or something. Just really missed the mark as far as star power goes. We got to see David's face. They had it blurred out last uh, last week. After he fell out of the bunk bed, they said he like broke his face. I'm expecting it to look like a fucking bear attacked him or like Deadpool 3 or just a burn victim. It was not that bad. It really they're, you know, they got to dramatize it, but it was shockingly fine. He had a black eye, a little bit of a black eye. He had a cut above his nose. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I think my face looked worse after the NFL playoffs in 2016. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Let's talk about playoffs. Let's talk about that night. So the Atlanta Falcons beat the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs 2016. We're out in the uh, the parking lot after the game, celebrating, drinking beers, having fun, talking shit. My dad's friends start yelling at these uh, Seahawks fans that were chirping at him. This dude comes and like tries to jump through the fucking fence to, to I guess, fight one of my dad's friends. And I'm like, dude, stop being a fucking sore loser. Just go home. Like, you don't, you don't got to show your ass right now. You just, you just got beat. Just like take the L and go home. So he walks away. I'm like, I want to go celebrate with my friends. I want to go out to the club, pop some bottles with my friends. We're going to the NFC championship. Let's fucking do this. Call my Uber. Five minutes later, I'm walking out of the parking lot. And guess who's there? Homeboy that was chirping at the fence is sitting there waiting on me. Nobody else is around. We're in like a dark alleyway on Northside Drive. He comes up. He's like, oh, you want to talk shit now? Shoves me. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not trying to fight. Like, you just need to stop being a sore loser. And then next thing you know, this dude, he's much bigger than me. He's a big Middle Eastern dude. Boom. Cold cock. Sucker punch right to the eyeball. I stumble. I don't fall. I did not fall. I stumbled backwards, wobbled back to me corner. Uh, regained my train of thought as he's running away with his friend. I chase after them, and I am just screaming, like, snitching so hard. This dude, this motherfucker here, just punched me in my face. Hey, get the cop. Get the cop up there. So this guy sees that I'm chasing after him. 
I'm yelling. I have the cop's attention at the top of the hill. He reaches into his pocket and throws something into the, the bushes off of Northside Drive. And I'm snitching even harder. I'm like, this motherfucker just, he's, he just ditched drugs in the bushes. He just threw drugs in the bushes. Go get the drugs. But I am just belligerently yelling at this cop trying to get this guy in trouble. I didn't get stitches, though. I was snitching, but I just got a black eye. But that story ends with me and him being in the back of the same cop car. They put me in the cop car first because I was being belligerent, screaming. And they put him in the cop car. We're both handcuffed. He's talking to me. He's like, dude, please, like, please, we'll go to the ATM. Just don't press charges. I got a flight to catch tomorrow. I'm like, maybe you should have fucking thought about that before punching somebody in the face. Sore loser. He's like, dude, I got money. I can't. I got to. I got to go to Toledo. I was like, first of all, why the fuck would you go to Toledo, Ohio? I like, that's, that's where I live. I was like, okay, second of all, then, why are you a Seahawks fan if you live in Toledo, Ohio? Like, you're a fucking idiot. Come on, dude, I'll pay you. Come on, just please. I was like, I don't want your fucking drug money, dude. I don't want your dirty-ass drug money. Get the fuck out of here. They pull us out of the cop car. Officer's like, all right. Do you want to press charges? I was like, hell yeah, I want to press charges. You don't get to just run up and punch somebody for no reason. And then he was like, all right, well, we'll go down to the station and uh, we'll book him. And I was like, wait, you'll take him to the station? He's like, no, we got to take you both. You got to fill out some paperwork. I was like, why can't I just just press charges here? Like, I got places to be. Like, no, unfortunately, we got to take you both in. I was like, all right, fuck that. Here's what I want. I want you to put us both in front of the cop car, turn the camera on, and then have him apologize to me on camera for punching me in the face. So they actually, they fucking did it. They made him apologize to me. I should have just taken the cash. But I feel like that was, that felt good, you know? One of those good feeling stories. But yeah. Jean Blanc basically skips the entire part of a relationship where you where you get to know somebody and you actually have a conversation with them and he just goes straight for the money shot, straight for the kill and just starts confessing his love to Becca. He's like, "I I'm really falling in love with you. Here, I got you some perfume. I'm going to name my daughter after you." All this weird shit and she's like, "All right, He's saying all the things that I want him to say, but I don't know this guy. So I'm just going to send him home. I'm going to kick him off the show. When just a few short months ago, she was saying all the right things, got proposed to on national television, and then 12 minutes later got broken up with. The hypocrisy is real. Fellas, this show is out of control. Newsflash, Becca, none of those dudes actually love you. They don't fucking know you. What is, there to, what is there to love? They don't even like you. You haven't talked to any of them. You just start making out with everybody. It's not how you get to know somebody. You're going to send this dude home for, for saying all the right things on a TV show where everyone is saying all the right things? 
I fucking hate this show. I fucking hate how much I love this show. But again, apologies to all my lady listeners. Fellas, we got to get organized, man. These girls got each other's backs. These girls don't even know one another. And they're, they're attacking me for being an asshole. We got to get organized. That's the podcast. I'll check, when we, I'll check in with y'all later. I got to go back to work. Bye, Felicia.